happy Christmas. Just quickly before we dive into my completely mad conversation with Varen, these past two weeks have been a little crazy because I've been moving house, um, so I've been painting and decorating, and this interview is definitely a reflection of that because it's completely crazy. So I, there was a reason why I wanted to talk to Varen uh, for the pre-Christmas episode, uh, because I just wanted to keep it very light. And I have to admit that the result is not what I expected at all. So while you might not learn very much this week, um, you might be at least a little entertained. Um, so I hope you enjoy this short episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And just for the record, I promise we did not drink or take any drugs. Um, what is going to follow is just our natural state of mad. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of The Sweet Spot on a Farm Last week I was talking to the fermenting queen Dervla Reynolds from the Kotscht Club and we were talking a lot about the gut health and fermented foods. This week I will be talking to somebody I've known for nearly a decade. He's a friend of mine and he is one of the owners of Eat Well Foods and he used to own his own health food store in Hillsborough, Azura Health. So tonight I welcome my friend Varin Marshall. Hi Varin, how are you? Hello. <laughs> okay, let's pretend you're normal for a second. Right, okay, yes. Hello. <laughs> um, so I said there you used to own Azora. Azora is closed now, but I'd like to go back uh, nearly five years, is it? Just, well, yeah, actually, this month, five years, and exactly, yeah. Because when we met, uh, we met in May, I think, 2008. I worked for you uh, for a while in uh, Botanic Media. Yeah. And um, it was a CD, DVD duplicating service. Which I still do. You still do. And that's very different from owning a health food store. And from what I remember, when we met, you weren't a particularly healthy eater. You were not particularly interested in healthy anything. And five years ago, suddenly, you decided, <coughs> well, to open a health food store. Well, it wasn't probably that suddenly. You worked no, I think your it way was up to it. A progression, yeah. From probably knowledge that you'd passed on to me and. All sorts of things, I suppose, and my own health interests and, and concerns, I suppose, then at the time too. So let's talk about that. What made you to go from a person who really wasn't that interested in healthy foods and healthy lifestyle to suddenly progress into, hey, I'm going to open a health food store? I don't know what it was, I suppose. A bit of, I hadn't done that before, so I'll give it a go as well. But um, I suppose it was my own health and being sort of gluten intolerant, or as I thought at the time, and um, a few other bits and pieces going on. I just wanted to sort of help myself and be able to help others, gain access to healthier food, vitamins and minerals and supplements and all sorts of stuff like that. They weren't able to get access to in my surrounding area in Hillsborough. had the opportunity to open a shop, found the retail premises and went for it. And now I have a T-shirt. <laughs> That was the ambition, right? I'm going to open a health food store so I can get a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and a pull-up banner. <laughs> you still have the banner? Yeah. It's redundant now, but yeah. I'll draw something on the back of it. <laughs> sure. Sure, might use it sometime. You never yeah. know. Yeah, a dartboard, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Opening a health food store, I, I guess it requires a bit of knowledge, not just obviously retail knowledge, which you must have had a little bit based on the business you were running. Not really, no. <laughs> That's why it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I honestly didn't really have any retail experience, just stock control experience. And um, yeah, most people, if they're listening to this, know I'm not much of a people manager, I suppose, but uh, I give it a go. Just brave, I suppose, in many ways, a lot of people say. Or crazy. Or crazy, yeah. You need to know what suppliers, where to get what, what's the best thing to stock. Did you get any help at all? Or how long did you spend to kind of research before you made the leap and, you know, rented out premises and opened a store? Realistically, uh, it probably all happened within the space of six months. can't remember how I found out the contacts I had for the main suppliers, but I did and got them involved and... Uh, got the retail premises and my good friend Aaron at the time had managed other uh, health food stores and stuff like that and then my other good friend Amanda who I started the shop with as well she was really uh, top notch merchandiser in Marks and Spencers and wanted a career break and all the rest so the girls were sort of coming on board as a bit of an assistance to me with plenty of knowledge that they had you know so I was relying on them I suppose too and in many ways, to sort of help me develop the business. Now looking back on the real reason why I maybe started Azora was because it was a community-based type thing. It was it was bringing people together, giving people access to cleaner food or hopefully cleaner food. And obviously the advice that Erin uh, and Amanda were giving people and stuff there was life-changing for a lot of people and, and has uh, gone on to form relationships and friendships and um, that'll never sort of cease to amaze, I suppose, the, the good that it actually did. Azura sadly didn't work out, but you're still one of the partners. Yeah, and in in well, yeah. How did that come about? Because it's going to be three years now, isn't it? Four? No, it's four, coming into February here, yeah. Um, again, that was down to your good self, introduced me to lovely Jim and Christine at the time, because you were eating all their products and stuff in the shop and uh, trailing me with you and showing me all sorts of different types of rice cakes and all sorts of different sorts of things back then. <laughs> I don't eat rice cakes anymore, by the way. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I just got friendly with Jim and Christine at the time, and at one stage, just sort of, sort of semi-joking, if they're ever going to sell up, to let me know. And lo and behold, that actually did happen because obviously my connections with having Azora at the time it was a brave thing for them, I think, to to let me do as well and take on their thriving business that had been operating for over 20 years at that point. So it was a really good golden opportunity. Um, it was sort of really a running bus at the time when you would have... It was running really well, yeah. We've changed a few things and all the rest, but it's still got the same core value, hopefully, that, that Jim and Christine were, were sort of um, you know, striving for with, with opening the shop as well. At the time when they opened it, I think it was quite a brave um, statement they were making too, because there wasn't too many other health food stores. or It was all seen maybe a bit wacky at the time, and... I just think we're all a bunch of hippies and just eat nuts and seeds. We're like rabbits, but I think rabbits eat too many nuts and seeds, but yeah. <laughs> there we go. You never know. Strange Irish rabbits. But <laughs> You're taking over a health food store that's been there for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. It was only a year that you had Azura at Yeah, not e- probably not even, or just about, yeah, yeah. So was... you're probably still learning <coughs> and suddenly you've taken over a business that's been really busy and yeah. running and, and people coming in all the time asking for advice. Yeah. 
how on earth did you get you know people to to work there because until that point it was only Jim and Christine I mean they owned the store and they were the only ones working there and yeah. suddenly you had a business that you needed to and again it was all a sort of quite a quick uh, gathering of um, heads and minds and all the rest and we, we managed to gather a team of people to help us open the shop uh, including yourself and good friend Kieran from Mojo Fury at the time as well and um, we employed a couple of members of staff at the very start and Kieran and I or Kieran and I actually opened the shop um, or took it over from Jim and Christine and ran it for numerous weeks if not months to begin with um, with no real experience and no real uh, backup for advice to give people or anything like that we just sort of flew by the seat of our pants a bit and, and hoped for the best until we got the, the people we had, we had employed into position that they could actually advise people and point people in the right direction for different supplements and uh, X, Y and Z that way, you know. So that's one of the things, because health food shop, it's not just about gluten-free products and daily foods and, and vegan foods and stuff. It's actually a big part of the business is selling minerals and vitamins and, and herbal supplements. I suppose when you're selling stuff like that, you really need to have a bit of a knowledge. Well, thankfully, I didn't have to learn it all. I've uh, employed great several members of staff. So with regards to your own health, how did owning a health food shop did you learn anything? I suppose you well, should I think have I in have, the last yeah. five years. <laughs> I had no idea what at this point, but yeah. <laughs> Not unless you asked me a specific question. But So you said you had some health issues yourself. Yeah, well, I said it was sort of hypothetically thought it was gluten intolerant, but as we all know now, it's probably not gluten. As such, is the main cause of the problem. It's glycol phosphate and weed killers and all the rest. It's saturated in our crops. Uh, I don't think too many people can handle those sort of chemicals, so... I think everybody's going to have a bit of an intolerance to that. Um, so yeah, and that and vitiligo, which is a uh, skin pigment disorder, which comes potentially from heavy metal poisoning, and that's not listening to Iron Maiden or Sepultura. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and mercury fillings got all those out because I've heard all sorts of bad reports about that, and and I know people firsthand that had definitely health changes and health massive health benefits by getting all that sort of stuff removed and yeah so it was just a quest on trying to be healthier uh no i'm sure i've picked up lots of stuff as i go along um really from all the members of staff that i've employed right across the board not just with regards to supplements or anything else but all sorts of life skills and all sorts of lessons to be learned you know it's all been very good and very beneficial and has made me probably a lot healthier did you test everything that you sold <laughs> uh, 99.9 percent of it yeah no <laughs> maybe 50 percent i suppose but yeah because i know that actually we probably should mention to listeners that i did work for each well full time at one point for about six months yeah um, at the very start and at the very start for about three months and then then again I returned for about six months and that's actually how the idea of writing the cookbook came about because people started asking me about um, gluten-free and, and dietary advice and stuff cooking, yeah, mm -hmm. and dietary and mainly about what to put in food in place of this and how to replace this and that and um, if I knew any good recipes that are sugar-free and what would you buy for vegan and what would you put in a cake if you're making it for somebody who's lactose intolerant and things like that. And then they started asking me for recipes and then they were starting asking if I was uh, offering a collection of recipes and then some customers suggested, oh, maybe you should write a book. And lo and behold, you did. That planted idea into my head. So that's how that all started. But why I'm saying this is that... I, I So I worked in Eatwell for, for a while full-time and... 
when you work <coughs> surrounded by all these different foods and minerals and supplements, you do tend to try a lot. So that's why I was asking whether you tested everything that you got in the shop because yeah, I yeah, well, just obviously stuff that you couldn't resist not testing to be honest. Especially when it comes to food and like herbs and and teas and drinks, you just a my sort of excuse was if I know what it's like, I can better advise the customers and tell them more about it because we're selling it so we should know but in fact it was really just an excuse to eat and test everything that yeah. came in <laughs> steal all the stock and eat it all yeah what do you mean steal all the stock i had to pay for it <laughs> damn it i swear to god nearly like quarter of my salary and if i didn't stop myself it would be my no, full yeah. salary yeah. every month yeah. ended up back in the shop without a doubt yeah i can back that up you spent a complete fortune you should have shares and eat well i think so and i still do <laughs> I still do because I am um, again listeners who don't know I, I write um, articles for the Eatwell Facebook page and I manage the Facebook page um, and very well she does it too and uh, well I'm not sure about it very well but I, I do my best and uh, anything I earn goes back in the shop and more I don't know how much money I'd have to earn to cover everything that I eat in that shop yeah. <laughs> someone needs to stop me <laughs> You stop being as healthy. Talking about food, I think you might have been one of the first ones to to test all my of your recipes. Food when I, not all of them, but I, I'm pretty sure Quite you must have been one of the first ones who was testing my cooking as, as I was kind of progressing and learning because it was a learning experience for me as well. Like working in the in the shop helped me to learn a lot about certain ingredients and the nutritious side of eating as well because I learned from Jackie and I learned from Paul and Erin and everybody really. Um, then Danny Overall who used to come into the shop and still does yeah. um, I learned a lot from him and so I you know try to use different ingredients and I tested everything and, I, and I'm pretty sure each will definitely helped me develop certain recipes so I'm, I'm pretty sure that you were one of the first ones to kind of sample yeah I think you, you sort of used me as a sort of guide in case it was poisoned or something so. <laughs> In case something wouldn't taste good, because yeah. I probably wouldn't know my... my well, I think because you, you didn't really like some su- sweet stuff, I suppose, so you were gauging a few things of me, definitely, on the sweetness and this, that, and the other with some of the recipes. But, um, yeah, I didn't get to try all of them, still haven't, but they're all definitely very good, the ones that I have tried, you know. You so. have the sweet potato pie in the fridge now. You better say it tastes nice, because yeah. it's in my cookbook. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everybody, it no, tastes, tastes nice. nice. It's my cookbook. We're talking about food now. I remember when we met, you, you weren't that much into eating vegetables <laughs> you yeah, ate some yeah. of them but you were but you usually you were boiled so, the life out of them or steamed them yeah, yeah, yeah. you were so but I think I saw you eating a lot of like canned things like food from ready made stuff and yeah, food from well, cans bits and pieces maybe but yeah pancakes and yeah chips of butter and <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah so your eating improved a bit, although I did see you eat pizza now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a sourdough pizza, and all the ingredients were organic, so yeah. Yeah, well, okay, that, that's allowed. <laughs> so how your own eating habits obviously developed over the course of the last five years, and, and what's your relationship with vegetables like now? Because it wasn't very good when we met. Well, it's a lot better, I suppose. That's about the easiest way to describe that, but um, the rest of my eating habits have definitely improved. Don't eat. A huge amount of uh, processed sugar, I think and hope. Um, I would try and replace it with alternatives and different types of sweeteners that aren't chemical-based. Yeah, and in general, I think my dad has improved. I don't have the same gut issues that I maybe didn't mention at the start, as well as sort of digestion problems. Definitely improved, and thanks to yourself for helping me on that journey too a bit, you know, so... 
do you eat broccoli? Yes. Brussels sprouts? Yes. Not, Isn't that many people not every day like of the week. <laughs> I can't wait to get some for Christmas. Santa's bringing me some. Actually, what is your favourite vegetable? Uh, it would have to be cauliflower, I'd say. Cauliflower? Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. There's not that many people who would say cauliflower. Do you have a favourite recipe with cauliflower? Cauliflower cheese has got to be. Cauliflower cheese? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's not that healthy, but I suppose. And, well, depends. Depends what you like eating. If okay. it's a, an organic cauliflower and organic cheese and... And uh, yeah, I can't can't remember what else goes into uh, a cheese sauce for could you use cauliflower cheese? cheese. I'm sure you could actually, yeah, very easily, yeah. And your the yeast flakes and stuff as well, the B12 yeast flakes wouldn't have to be cow cheese. So how do you make it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I don't know? I don't know right enough. So since you surprisingly don't know how to make your favourite cauliflower recipe, do you have another favourite vegetable? Well, I don't mind sweet potatoes. I think they're pretty good and quite versatile. Sweet potatoes, oh mm-hmm. yeah. And some people are actually writing books about them. No way. I know, a bit weird, but yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> so how do you eat your sweet potatoes? Usually um, with a spoon. <laughs> no, I actually ro- usually roast them uh, with coconut oil and some Himalayan pink salt. I know it sounds quite... Uh, unimaginative but it really is absolutely gorgeous and it's hard to beat it is nice actually i um i don't roast them very often i usually steam them but i also put just a little bit of coconut oil yeah and pink salt and obviously you don't skin them because that's where all the vitamins are if they're organic of course if they're not organic if they're not organic throw them in the bin <laughs> don't even try and wash them because <laughs> they're dirty beasts <laughs> What's really good that some supermarkets now sell organic sweet potatoes. They do indeed. Certified, which is bloody awesome, because sometimes you can't get to St. George's Market. Still have to give them a good wash, but you just don't know where they've been and where they've been stored and everything else. So. Yeah, you Always do. wash your vegetables well, and yourself. Good veggie wash. Good organic veggie wash is, is a really good thing. Well, we do also do good uh, vegetable vegetable brushes and eat well as well sometimes. Yeah, I have Like a one. yard brush. but No, it, it really does look like a really, really hard sort of brush that you would use in the old time. Yeah, to brush wash a horse with, with or, or a horse. Yeah, no, it, it really. It's you probably a, could brush a horse with it too, but yeah. <laughs> Make sure you wash it afterwards before you wash your vegetables. It works really well. I've been using it now. Yeah. And it's it's great. Just don't use shampoo <laughs> unless it's LS free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sweet potatoes. So just put them in the oven. Don't peel them. No, you don't even turn the oven on. Just leave them in the oven. <laughs> Peel them, wash them. Yeah, wash them well and roll them in some, or maybe even melt some oil on a baking tray and uh, then roll the potatoes in the oil and maybe a wee bit of salt over the top. Depend on your oven, about between 180 and 200. And leave them for 45, 50 minutes. Turn them in between them. Lovely. Yeah. And you can eat them with anything. I, you can put them in salads as well, actually. You can. Which is what you can I put did. them in your eyes as well. <laughs> Do you know what I did, actually... Not that long ago, I made cashew cheese, fermented cashew cheese. Nice. And I yeah, she gave me some. It was lovely. Yeah. yeah, and I made sweet potato chips, and I dipped them in the cashew cheese. Oh, Stop wait. it! I've just had my dinner, and you're making me hungry again. <laughs> yeah, it's really lovely. Actually, we're gonna be good because it's just before Christmas. We're so gonna throw in an, another recipe, and that's the cashew cheese. So I actually got this recipe from Barbara at Eatro Feel Great. I think. I think it's um. Two cups of water and one cup of cashew nuts, and then you put probiotics in it. Um, I think it's one teaspoon. Where do you get the probiotics here? 
To split split them from a sachet or you a, can a yeah capsule? you can get a sachet or a capsule and just open up the capsule and okay. I, I, it depends sometimes it take only and two is there a or specific, three capsules. Is there a specific uh, probiotic? No, it's just whatever probiotics you have at home, I suppose. Yeah. It doesn't really. I don't think it matters. Multi strain, two or three strain doesn't matter. Yeah, it's okay. it's anything that you've got at home as long as it's I I'd say as long as it's more than one strain. Um, but yeah, I I had fourteen strain one, I had two strain one, I had four strain one, and it just works just as well. Hopefully, you didn't strain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you soak them over the night, and then you uh, you blend it in in a blender, and you put in the probiotics, and you put in a wee bit of salt, and then you put it in a muslin cloth and squeeze a bit of the water out of it and then you let it sit you tie it and you let it sit in a colander above above a bowl right. or something that the water can drip yeah, into yeah, yeah. and you let it sit for I think 36 to 48 hours it depends if it's in the summer it would probably ferment quicker if it's in the winter yeah. you might have, have to let it be for two days or so yeah. and after that um, you should have a big puddle of whey in your bowl and then you can flavor it. You just open up your muslin cloth and you can flavor it. You can add a bit more salt if you wish. You can put some herbs. You can put, I put garlic. I love garlic mm. and chives. Like yeah, that's yeah. the best combination. I was going to try garlic and rosemary as well because it sounds like a good combo. You can leave it just plain. Put some extra salt in it if you want or pepper yeah. or whatever. And then you just leave it in the fridge. And I, I never had it what in the paprika fridge. paprika and like that? Would you sort of maybe yeah, put any smoked paprika? paprika would be sort yeah. of like a hummus type of mm. spice that would be really nice yeah. and then you put it in a glass jar put a lid on it and um, I never had it for longer than a week and I'd say that it wouldn't last a week and towards the end of it it wasn't really as nice so it, I think it's best eaten within three or four days you can freeze it I suppose if you don't eat all of it but it's so nice that I can't imagine anyone not using it within like five day stops. And then yeah, you can use it as a dip, you can use it instead of butter, as a spread, instead of cheese. You can put it on your pizza, mix in your steamed vegetables. Squeaky doors, all sorts of things. (laughs) No, you wouldn't put it in squeaky doors, you would eat that. Would you eat a squeaky door? Put it on, (laughs) not the squeaky door. Do you have squeaky door or something? Yeah, well, bubble and squeak, but uh, not squeaky doors. You can put it on your crackers if you dehydrate crackers. That's Barbara's thing, mm-hmm. crackers. She's the cracker queen. You're saying Barbara's crackers? <laughs> Barbara, if I'll you're listening, you you're not crackers. That's not what I said. She did. She wrote it down and everything. <laughs> I said you're the cracker queen. Yeah, you said you're a cracker. <laughs> Dear listeners, I swear to God, we're not drinking anything. Well, we are drinking, actually. We're drinking tea. gynostema tea with nettle. It sounds a bit dangerous, but so, yeah. <laughs> So we're drunk on nettle. So, yeah. Pre-Christmas gynostema and nettle tea. Merry Christmas, everyone. And a happy Easter. Happy <laughs> Easter. So, <laughs> Brian, okay, I'm conscious we don't have much time, so thanks very much for no, I've got to go and brush your... my teeth. Huh? Yeah, I've got to go and brush my teeth. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your incredibly adventurous, really delicious recipe. Like, anyone can do that. Go buy your sweet organ, organic sweet potatoes somewhere in, in, in a big supermarket. Yeah. Get a home. Good get quality organic, uh, well, you can't really get organic Himalayan pink salt, but yeah. You can. Sure, you sell it in your store. There you go. You know more <laughs> than I do. You don't even know what you're selling. Oh no. my God, dear Are we not selling shoes? <laughs> thanks, thanks for talking to me. It's been cracker. <laughs> Slightly mad, but yeah. <laughs> Well, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Mad. Completely mad. You heard it. 
I have no idea how I've survived that, but I did. And now it's time for our competition. Uh, two competitions, actually. So, competition number one. Clearly, Kraut isn't everyone's thing. So, we only have four names in the hat. And we need some drum rolls, please. And I don't have any drum rolls, so you're just going to have to imagine them. So, the winner is... The winner is... Shane McCann. Congratulations, Shane. Um, I will probably be in touch before you even hear this episode. Um, competition number two. Of all the answers, only one was correct. The question was, what was Dervla Reynolds' original profession before she became the fermented queen of the cultured club? And the answer is, she was a glassblower. Yes, it's a little random, but um, she wasn't a lawyer, she wasn't a pharmacist. Dervla got a degree in glassblowing. So, Triona Ashton, congratulations. Um, again, by the time you hear this, you will probably have the book in your hands already. And um, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this short episode. Have a great Christmas. Put some sweet potatoes, cashew cheese and lots of kraut on your Christmas table. And whatever you do, try to stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening. Thank you.